On this episode of the Day 16 Podcast, we talk BuzzFeed acquiring Huffington Post, Guitar Center filing for Chapter 11. Uh, we talk some Pinterest, and we talk about Instagram's uh, new influencer brand and content feature. Um, and as always, our This is America moment of the week. Uh, just a quick note, there was a little audio issue with uh, Justin's side. Um, we'll get that stuff worked out as we keep going along, but uh, thanks for pressing play, and uh, let's get to the show. The time to be happy is now. The place to be happy is here. The way to be happy and to make others happy is to bring a little puppy right there. Yeah, yeah! What's up and welcome back to the Day 16 show. Thank you guys for uh, tuning back in with us, tapping back in. I am so happy to be joined by... Uh, my acting producer right now, Jay Cannon, a.k.a. Justin Cannon, a.k.a. Jay Bug. Going on. Going on. Uh, he's going to be running things in the background uh, for us, uh, doing some editing, um, helping me out with these topics, curating content, all that fun stuff. Um, Justin, give him your, uh, your uh, socials real quick off the top so we can get, get some followers going, all that good stuff. Yeah, I mean, right now, I really, uh, you can catch me on Twitter and uh, Instagram at Cannon. Uh, productions it's canon c-a-n-n-o-n p-r-o-d dot underscore and once you hit there uh check the link uh in my bio there's website all my portfolio all my work there you can catch me there so as one hard working brother man i'm telling you uh so let's get to it first on the on the list so this rundown um if you know about the this podcast if you know about this show you know this is an advertising show so first up um first topic buzzfeed acquires huffington post what does this mean so uh if you know about anything media you know that buzzfeed one of the um leading kind of like these organic uh like uh grassroots media companies um and buzzfeed bought the huffington post owned by rna well, it used to be owned by Ariana Huffington, um, which is kind of, it's, it's kind of a big deal. Uh, and I'll give you a couple of reasons why and what does it mean? Uh, first of all, this now connects BuzzFeed with an older audience. It, it makes them more newsy. For years, BuzzFeed was known as kind of like a tabloid, online, um, clickbaity uh, media company. But now acquiring the Huffington Post, they now have this air of credibility now. Um, they have actual journalists and media people um, with, with uh, actual credentials on their list now, which is, which is pretty dope. But it also washes the other hand as Huffington Post gets more clout, pretty much. Um, they become more relevant amongst a younger audience. So it's kind of a younger and old audience media style coming together, um, which I think you're going to see going forward a, a, like a lot more. Um, it's kind of inevitable that, you know, clickbait um, and catchy headlines and serving a younger audience does does wonders and it's going to continue to do wonders with our generation and going forward um and but you still want to have an air of credibility as we've seen the past four years with uh who's been in the white house fake news has become a huge a huge topic uh not knowing what's real not knowing who's telling the truth who's credible who's not um you're going to see a lot more of these um clickbaity buzzfeed type media companies start to partner with huffington post washington post new york times um, to kind of give them an air of, of, of credibility, but also washing their back by giving them a younger audience. So, um, and, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, if I can jump in here, I'm sorry. Yeah, go for it. I think it's crazy because like from the social standpoint, from like the way I look at it, it's like everyone talks about how social, uh, you know, like social media platforms and like fans and everything are the news now. 
it's true. Like everything is recorded. Everything is pushed through fans and social medias and X, Y, and Z, which are these younger, these teens and, you know, these young adults, which is essentially BuzzFeed. Yeah. Um, and to see them like partner with something like Huffington Post is crazy because I, you know, the credibility that comes from Huffington Post is insane. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it's something that, you know, if you would have asked me four years ago if I thought it was going to happen, I wouldn't have thought it would happen because there's just two very different type of news organizations. But, you know, with where we're at right now, it's kind of uh, inevitable. Um, and I think both were kind of teetering on um, not failure, but I think they needed each other in this situation or needed something like each other. Um, I'm reading the article here, courtesy of Adweek. Um, uh, let's see here. This is a quote from uh, Alice Pithall, who is a media analyst. Um, Shrinkage seems inevitable, but uh, at a far slower pace and with a more optimistic outlook than if BuzzFeed and HuffPost have remained separate entities. Um, This is a defensive horizontal merger. BuzzFeed is the kingpin, um, and it's all about survival. So this, this is all about each one of them trying to survive. Um, I think that they both need each other though. Cause if you look at their numbers, they're combined 108.5 million visitors per month, but the Huffington post brings in 85.5 million of those. So you can kind of see where the ratio who's, who's the big player here. Who's the big brother. Who's the little brother situation. Um, so that's, I think that's pretty dope. Um, as a result of this, both of the editing teams on Buzzfeed and HuffPost have unionized, um, which I think is a good move looking out for the, the worker in that situation, um, trying to figure out what's best for um, those editors. And the, I think the most important thing from an audience and, and a consumer base is that it keeps both of those sites and publications ad funded. So it means there's no paywall. You can go on and look at articles, read information, um, collect information, um, credible information for free. Um, unlike a lot of uh, other publications like Adweek, Adweek, give me my subscription for free, please, um, who makes you have a paywall, make pay $14 a month, or in their case, $50 a year, just to read articles. Um, so that's that. Uh, Jay, what do we got next on the on the rundown here? Yeah, um, let me pull it up. We got a Guitar Center filing for Chapter 11. So this is, this is a personal story. I, I, I wanted to get this in here. So with coronavirus and everything, a lot of businesses are not doing well. Um, a lot of retail and brick and mortar um, foundational, like businesses who are founded on brick and mortar, like Guitar Center, are not doing well. Chapter 11. But this hit home a little closer because Guitar Center was actually where I ordered that original mic that I talked about in the first episode. And I was waiting on it for months. I couldn't fucking get this mic anywhere. Like, I was like, when is it coming? I would call Guitar Center. They'd say, hey, it's backordered. We're not going to get any for a while. We're still waiting on uh, Rode, which is the, the company that, you know, that makes the microphone to, to fill the orders. Come to find out, they filed Chapter 11, Guitar Center. So they, were, they, didn't, they didn't tell me the whole truth. Uh, they didn't, they weren't going to get the mics because they couldn't afford to fill the order. That's, uh, that's what happened. <laughs> I just thought that was a funny thing. With, I mean, to, to clarify, right. Uh, from what I understand, like under chapter 11 doesn't necessarily mean they're going fully out of business. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Chapter 11 is pretty much a savvy financial move, a loophole, um, in the economic system that we currently have here. Um, 
Donald Trump, our president, has done this many times. <laughs> it's pretty much uh, saying uh, in so many words that um, we need help and we need government aid immediately. And we don't want to wait for a stimulus. We don't want to wait for X, Y, and Z. So we're just going to say that we can't pay our bills right now and we need the government's help. Um, and that's that. That's pretty interesting. Um, kind of in that same vein, I thought it was an interesting headline that I'll you know, hit on quick. Disney laid off 32,000 people or they plan to lay off 32,000 people by the end of March. That's incredible to me. Um, and I read the article and the article kind of told me that most of those layoffs are going to be coming from their um, theme parks and their attractions. Um, obvious, yeah, for, I, mean, for, I mean, for obvious reasons, no one can go to them right now. Um, the last people who went to Disney were the NBA and they stayed there for three months and left. Uh, so I think you know, I think you're going to see a lot, a lot of this going on. I've had uh, conversations with a lot of people this past couple of weeks. And uh, as COVID, um, we get a resolution medically for that and scientifically, I think the lasting economic impact is going to be long-term. What do you think, Jay? Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I mean, like there's, there's, you know, even, even in, with, with a cure, like a medical, you know, solution to it all, like you said, like, the amount of damage that it's done to people and lives, it's, it's kind of, there's a lot of things that are just going to take so long to fix yeah. and to bounce back from. Yeah. I mean, it's impacted so many people on a personal level, um, people losing their lives. Uh, it's it put people in the hospital for weeks and months on end. Um, but I think also, you know, I don't want to get too deep into COVID um, talk right now, but, you know, I think something else that needs to be talked about is some of the side effects from COVID that, you know, you may not end up in the hospital for weeks. You may not, you know, lose your life or, or your loved one might not, you know, lose their life. But there's, there's impacts on the heart. We've seen stories about people having heart defects and heart problems as a result of COVID, losing their sense of taste and smell, um, going through like a deep depression right after um, because it impacts your, your brain function. Um, I think these are all long-term impacts that we got to consider. Yeah. Like you said, not to dive too deep into it, but like even my father, like my father, I told you um, back when we spoke last time that yeah. my uh, father had tested positive for COVID at the, at the peak of it all. And after his, after it's all said and done, you know, now it's like what, since he's had it, it's been probably like four or five months. And he just went to the doctor the other day to get his lungs checked because he's still breathing. Um, his breathing is still off from it. So it's like, yeah, it's man, of, it's a lot of, <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, That's people aren't realizing that. People think it's like a life or death situation. If you live, you're good, and if you die, damn. But it's not that. It's the lasting impact, especially if you have pre like pre, um, fuck, I'm losing the word, pre-existing conditions. Like you know, you're overweight. You already have a heart problem. You already have asthma or whatever have you. Um, shit can fuck with you. It's also destroying our businesses, um, especially small business. I think today's actually Small Business Day, right? So uh, shout out to all the small businesses out there too. Yeah, shout out Canon Productions. Make sure you get a photo shoot. Yeah, that's right. That's not just a small business. That's a small black owned business. That's what we like here. (laughs) Uh, What's the next topic we got up, Jay? Um, Looks like Pinterest has a new head consumer and brand marketer. Yes, Pinterest has tapped Celestine Maddie um, as their new 
head of consumer and brand marketing. Um, let's get to the facts on Celestine. She is a black woman, first and foremost. We got to highlight that. Um, 2020 has been the year of black women finally getting their 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 due recognition and their and their and their honor. So shout out to that. Um, she is actually um, the founder of an ad industry blog called Agency Spy, which I subscribe to. Um, she founded that I don't know how many years ago, but it's been a while. Um, so she's you know she's a part of this game and she's been there for a while. Um, her past gigs are at Foursquare and Reddit um, as a senior marketer. Um, she has skills as a full stack. Uh, B2B and B2C consumer marketing pro. Um, and she was named recently as one of Fast Company's most creative in business. And she is a Canes Lions winner. Um, and J-Bug, I know you like this. She is a New York City native. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we appreciate the New York City natives. Um, That's right. Um, from, go ahead. You know, like from the social standpoint, if somebody from the outside looking in on the marketing world, what, uh, uh, give, us, give, well, give me a brief understanding of what's, uh, what B2B and B2C stand for. Yeah, so so um, so B two B is business to business. So she um, she's a full stack, uh, not only B two B, so business to business expert in consumer marketing, but she's also a B two C, um, which is uh, business to consumer, as you could probably guess, um, marketing professional as well. So so the full stack means she has a full from creative to strategy to execution to media. She has a full breadth of skills, and not only B two B business to business, but B two C as well. Um, and Fast Company is one of those um, industry um, publications, um, kind of like Adweek, Adage, Fast Company. Um, they deal more, and if I if I remember correctly, more in the tech industry. Um, so that's kind of a rundown of those credentials. But yeah, that's dope. Super. So like, yeah. What, I mean, you know, what do you think this means for for Pinterest moving forward? Yeah. So Pinterest um, is in an interesting spot, and it's Pinterest is something that I've been watching for a long time. Um, for a, for a number of different reasons. Um, but I actually worked with them a little bit at my last gig. Um, super great teams to work with. Um, their account executives are awesome to talk to and work with. They're very flexible. But what makes Pinterest special and why I think um, not only this move is exciting, but going forward. But um, brands are trying to find a way to connect with their audience without having to worry about disinformation. Which if you think about Pinterest, there's none of that there. They're not, they're not like Facebook where you find news articles and you can put anything up. Pinterest is very, um, which is something I, I didn't like about Pinterest at first, uh, is very, it's, it's, it's up to the consumer and the audience to create content. Um, it's not up to big brands to do that. So I think that brands are looking for a place on social where they can connect with their audience without having to worry about disinformation, fake news, et cetera. Um, and I think brands are leaning kind of away from Facebook in a lot of ways and towards Pinterest, which is why I think this is an exciting move for Miss Maddie. Um, and I think that brands as a whole are going to be looking more towards things like Pinterest and platforms like Pinterest. Um, they're still going to be spending on Facebook, of course. Um, that's always, I think that's always going to be a thing. Um, but I think shifting a lot of their budget towards Pinterest going forward is going to be more of a focus because you get less interruptions. You can talk directly to your consumer without having that worry of disinformation right next to your brand or a part of your brand's um, advertising. Yeah, this is, you know, it kind of, no, I wouldn't even say it's a side sidebar, but it's, it's definitely included in this. So like, you know, when you gave me the privilege and the opportunity to speak with Andy and we, we sat down and we talked, you know, he asked me what type of platforms was I creating media for and instantly like Instagram, I'm pushing my stuff. Up on Twitter, yeah. YouTube, main and he was like, "Have you tapped into Pinterest?" And I'm like, "Like, why would I touch Pinterest?" Yeah. 
and broke it down to me and from you know as someone that does production and is, is creating content for so many different people is like why the fuck didn't i think of pinterest earlier like <laughs> way to you know to sell and it like you said like it's it's less information and more content just push yep and it, it's one-on-one and you, you get to speak with people you know without any interruptions it's, it's you're right like this is this is a power move yeah yeah for sure and i'm i'm super hype uh for celestia maddie um i think she's gonna do great things she's and, and the one more thing on her that i like is that if you look at the companies that she was a part of before foursquare reddit those are both also kind of in that same vein as pinterest as not in the main social media that you think about they're kind of in the sub um category but they're just as popular like reddit is amazing um for, you know foursquare was one of those foundational companies um and so it, it kind of she's she's seems to always be ahead of the curve when it comes to where she's at and where she's doing her work, um, and 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 is always a part of developing um, kind of the next big thing. So um, I think this is a great move on Pinterest's part, um, and uh, I'm excited to see what happens next. Yeah, I mean that's what happens. You know, you're always ahead of the curve when you're from New York City. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna let you have that. I'm I'm, I'm gonna let you have that. All right, what, what do we have next here? You tell me. We got info. It looks like we're bringing Instagram. Oh, okay. So Instagram. This is yeah. This is a story that I found maybe like two weeks ago, and I was going to talk about it in the last pod, but I didn't really have all the information. I didn't really quite get it, so I went and uh, did my research, um, did some more digging, and um, yeah. So this topic: Instagram turns influencer branded content material on its head, giving advertisers larger manage larger management. Um, capabilities. So pretty much to put that in layman's terms, they're letting advertisers create sponsored posts on the user's behalf. So if you're an Instagram influencer, um, you usually, the typical flow is that you get product, get uh, creative or, or creative assets from the brand, and you kind of pick and choose how you post it, how you want to do it. This is now this new influencer branded content um, feature on Instagram is allowing advertisers to basically post for the influencer um it's you know do i have an opinion on it one way or the other i just kind of learned about it and kind of understood what it was so i don't really have an opinion on whether it's a positive or negative thing i think it definitely you know from a marketers advertisers agency perspective it definitely makes it easier for um the agency and the advertiser to work um it makes the workflow a little bit smoother but um you know from the audience perspective or from the from the influencers you know perspective it kind of takes away a little bit of that creative freedom and control but i think it also if you do it the right way and you're partnering with the right brands it allows for more collaboration as well um and i think that's exciting so um i lean on being more exciting about this and being skeptical um Mm -hmm. but we'll see what happens i think it's something i think instagram and a lot of social media as you see um are testing a lot of things you have twitter with the fleets you have instagram taking all of the posting options and putting it in the top right hand corner and putting the shopping um, and the uh, reels on the bottom as like the main hub. So I think the socials are trying things. What was that? I said, that just, that really threw me off with the update. I was like, it updated overnight. And I I went on the next day trying to post. It discouraged me. I was like, I don't know technology anymore. Yeah. I (laughs) think, I think, I think people for the first time were trying to figure out how to turn automatic updates off. <laughs> Everybody was like, why did this just updates? Like you can turn that off. It's a, it's a capability. Um, but just to give you a rundown on how kind of this new process works. Um, step one, uh, an advertiser can ship a request to a creator um, 
next step, the creator accepts the request and the advertiser can work with the creator to develop the put up or, or to develop the post. Third step, um, the creator can ship a photograph or send a photograph. No one ships photographs um, and the copy to the advertiser to make use of it. Uh, for instance, so you still get that collaboration, like I said before. And then lastly, uh, the creator and the advertiser log off and on and put up um, the post when needed. Um, so you still have the, the uh, Sprout Socials can, I think, I don't know how Sprout Social is going to work with this and different social media platforms like that. That's, I'm just, I'm just thinking about that now. I wonder how that's going to go, but um, it should be, should be interesting. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's all I got on that one. Let's go to this is America moment of the week. Um, if you didn't listen last week, this is a segment that we're going to be reoccurring every week where we kind of go over a story that we find, um, something that we stumble upon, something that we hear about that, you know, really encapsulates what, uh, what America can be at its worst <laughs> and what America is. And that's something that we don't like to talk about a lot. Um, so this week is the Diamond Forge story. So let me take you back to uh, September 23rd. Uh, it was a day that I had to end work early. I was very upset. Um, uh, the following months um, of outrage, activism, and, and anticipation kind of came to a halt when the Kentucky grand jury decided to indict only one of the three police officers involved in the killing of Breonna Taylor. And that one police officer that they decided to indict, um, they indicted for wanton endangerment um, of the surrounding apartments, not Breonna Taylor, not her boyfriend, but the surrounding apartments. Um, and that bond was set at $15,000 for a life, a life of a black woman. Um, it was a sad day, I'm sure, for me and Jay Boog. I know it was a sad day for you. It was a sad day for us as a people. Um, but let's fast forward to the present, where Diamond Ford, who is a Florida woman, um, is now in police custody for shooting a police officer. She's maintaining her, in, her, her innocence, um, claiming that she thought the cops were intruders. Um, just to give you more detail on the story, super similar if you read through it. Um, it's, it's like, it sounds almost a photocopy of the Breonna Taylor situation. Diamond Ford friend sleeping um, early in the morning, late, late at night, that weird time in the night. Um, cops bang on the door window, um, break the window, actually. Um, she grabs her gun, starts shooting, hits a police officer. Then the police officers yell, this is police. Um, and then she complies. She immediately puts down the gun, complies, and she's arrested for shooting a police officer for, her, for attempted murder, as well as marijuana possession, um, which, you know, you're never going to hear me say anything bad about that. Free everybody who's in jail for marijuana. Um, so it's, it's a situation where what do you want us to do, America? What, what would you have us do? be unprotected someone breaks in our house do we check in see if they're police first or do we defend ourselves now this case is especially nuanced because it's in florida where they have the stand your ground law um right. most people will remember that law from the george zimmerman case um rest in peace Trayvon martin um so it's a little bit nuanced it actually that law puts diamond forward in the right but because it's a police officer, it's different somehow. But let's think back to the Breonna Taylor case. She lost her life. 
Diamond Ford didn't. Police officers still alive as well in this, in this situation. So what, what would you have us do? Tell us what the right thing and the wrong thing is to do here in America. Because it seems that no matter what we do, it's always going to be wrong. We defend ourselves wrong. We don't def- defend ourselves, you kill us. It, it, it kind of, I, I keep hearing this uh, narrative that just comply, just do what we say, right? I, and this Diamond Ford did that. She followed the law. She followed the stand your ground law. Then she complied once they were, it was announced that it was a police officer. But yet she's still in prison today with no bond, pleading her innocence. And they're still going to put her on trial for attempted murder of a police officer. Jay Boog, you got any comments? More questions than comments. Uh, yeah. It's like, that I don't have the answers. I, I wish I did. Um, it's, it's, it's difficult because, you know, you, you look at this Breonna Taylor case and we all know that there was no justice served. There was so much wrong in the case, in the verdict and everything. And then we come and look at this Diamond Ford case and it's just, it's just sad to see the fact that she might go away for this, for something that's yeah. literally in her roots to do. Yeah. And it's, I don't know, it's really, it's, it's really nothing I can say behind this. Yeah, I mean, that's where, you know, we as Black Americans are always at in this place of just like, I don't really know what to say. And we hear about this stuff every day. And I just thought that this case in the wake of the Breonna Taylor case was just super interesting because now you get a situation where Breonna Taylor didn't get to live to tell her story, right? But Diamond Ford is alive and she's telling her fucking story. And yet no one believes her. Like, I don't even know if believe is the right word, but it's not helping her. So it makes you think about Breonna Taylor and say, if she were to live, would they have arrested her and put her in jail? Because according to this Diamond Ford case, that's exactly what would have happened. And that's a fucking tragedy. But this is America. This is America. And that is our show. Uh, I appreciate you guys pressing play on it. Um, This is going to be an evolving learning situation. We're going to keep working at it, um, make it better every time. Um, I appreciate Jay Boog doing um, this with me. Um, he's going to be doing the editing and all this fun stuff and give me some more content to do and give me ideas. And um, we're going to keep going at this thing, but I uh, hope you guys enjoy it. Jay book any, any, any closing thoughts? I appreciate you guys for, uh, all for tuning in and um, hope to see you again next week. This is a day 16 show. Peace.